Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. How you get in here. I've got a question about SEC or Arkansas training camp that we could get mm-hmm. into. I also still want to know, would you rather have it the NFL way where you know everything or the college way where you know absolutely nothing during the month of August? I think the mystery is a little more fun here to not know anything. So your imagination can run amok about nine, ten wins when they're going to win seven. So I am, you know, it's a... And we're giving stuff away this hour. And we're giving away our uh, another uh, Pick 6 Previews magazine. Yep. Digital copy. Coming up with some I have trivia. An unbelievable trivia question, which you got. Yeah, I did. That's right. I did get that. Uh, Joe and Avoca is on the phone. Hello, Joe. Como están mis hermanos? <laughs> doing well. How are you doing? Uh, muy bien. Okay. Hey, you were talking about carrying around, what, an $11,000 check? Uh-huh. Well, yesterday I was carrying around $14,000 in cash. Joe, you have my attention. Why did you have $14,000 in cash? Well, let's just say uh, somebody, we had a mutual, uh, somebody ran into me, okay? Okay. A vehicle. What? And so anyway, it took like, I already got a new vehicle, but I was waiting for the insurance check to clear. And uh, I didn't know I, I went to these, there's four or five car lots that are all in a row. And then you go to all different places. They're all the same, I guess. And they said, do you want a cashier's check for this? I said, no. And I said, can you leave it blank? Nope. Nope. You got to have a name. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, just give me $14,000 in cash. Well, I didn't realize how much they don't give out thousands no more. He looked at me like I was crazy. He got thousands? One lady said, what's that? <laughs> so anyway, I ended up with all all their hundreds, and they finally had to give me 50. So it was a big old wad of money. I'm telling you what. They didn't, they didn't put it in. They didn't put it in a duffel bag for you? Yeah, I mean, that's the way when somebody's got fourteen grand, you put it in a well, duffel bag or a suitcase at least. Well, no, I don't, don't want to be... <laughs> Do I want to walk out of the bank with a duffel bag? I don't think so. <laughs> that's that's fair. fair. How much approximately does... I wasn't does... armed or nothing. Yeah, I didn't have no weapons on I me. Mean, I just... I had to drive over to Bentonville, and I said, Hey, can you relieve me of this stuff? I don't like carrying it around. Okay, I, I hold stop here. I got questions. One, how much does fourteen thousand dollars in cash weigh, approximately? Mm, well, it fills up too big of ten thousand dollars in hundreds filled up an envelope about an inch and a half, two inches thick. Okay, when in banking. Okay, so we're, I mean, and we're talking what, it, pound, two pounds, something like that. Oh, I don't know. I didn't weigh okay. it. I asked them. when I took it to the dealership. They had two people in their account. It took them like ten minutes. <laughs> All right. So no, why don't you just weigh it like the drug dealers? <laughs> <laughs> don't they have one of those machines that, yeah, that we, rifles through them real yeah. fast? <laughs> well, apparently nobody buys anything with cash anymore. No, no they no, no, they it's don't. All electro- okay, second question. <laughs> A second question. When you throw down fourteen thousand dollars in cash in envelopes to the bank. 
Did anybody ask you, hey, man, where'd you get this? No, it was the insurance. Oh, okay, okay. All right. The insurance for my car. But anyway. Did you think about, did you think about before you uh, bought the car, the new car, did you think about taking all the cash and like rolling around on your bed with yeah. all, all the yeah, money? Yeah, just spread it out and go Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, I thought about it, but that ain't no fun. It stinks. Yeah, but it's it's a lifetime experience. It's something you can say right. you've done. Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> no, nah, not really. Ah, okay, I know that's but what I, I would have done. Get... But anyways. It was a lot more fun when you could get thousands. You just, you guys remember getting thousands, or am I just crazy? I'll be honest with you. I've worked in this business a long time. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, I have had a thousand dollar bill. Wow. I wish I'd kept one. Apparently, they're rare. But anyway, and I, my daughter broke her leg too. What? Bicycle, uh, skateboard. My daughter broke her leg, so I've been having to. He's been laid up here for a while. But was the bicycle on a skateboard? She was following her boyfriend. He was mm. on a skateboard. He, oh, I he see. He wiped out, and he and she ran into him. But well, how's he? <laughs> but, well, he's fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> didn't didn't have a scratch on him. Mm, okay. But uh, that's just the way it goes, right? Mm. Did you refer when well, you he's got over here now? He, when you got, I, I, Joe, I want to go back to the fourteen thousand. When you referred to it, when you you handed over the money, did you say you've got fresh stacks? I mean, you got to do this stuff, Joe. This is once I in a lifetime I've got stuff. Fourteen thousand dollars, and I'm tired of hauling it around. I want to get rid of it. I can't tell you the number of times I've said I had fourteen grand, and I'm tired of it. Well, I mean, I don't want it to get stolen. I mean, you know. Joe, we're getting information but that anyway. the one thousand dollar bill was discontinued in nineteen sixty nine. Well, I used to get some. I had when I bought my house back in nineteen eighty-five. I got some thousand-dollar bills. Okay. So I still had them in circulation. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thanks, guy. Uh, go hogs! I'm glad they just put the hammer down to the Italian boys or whoever they were. But they're they're Spaniards, so that's okay. I hope they're having fun. And Don't get hurt. Hammer down is still a, a, a very sensitive. Yeah, be careful with that's that. A, that. That's a that's a triggering moment for <laughs> Razorback fans. You better be careful about that. All right, so you're telling me that. Uh, thank you, Joe. You're telling me that uh, two people can be involved in a bike wreck, and one get all cut up, and the other one doesn't have a scratch on him. Yeah. That's, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Where have we heard that before? Hmm. Fascinating. I didn't know that was possible. I thought someone else had to be there, like, oh, I don't know, a swimming coach to beat up the one person. Oh, we're going there. I didn't know. Oh, okay. Who knew? Joan Evoke, everybody. By the way, uh, we should note this for the uh, callers out there because we did ask for more calls. Uh, Zach's daughter, Kenzie, is screening the calls today. So be and, nice. And no one wants to talk to her. <laughs> no one wants to talk to her. They keep calling and they, like, hear a child's voice and hang up the phone. <laughs> Yeah, it, they think they've got the wrong number, I guess. It, I don't it's know. <laughs> it's funny to watch a call call in. Kenzie picks up the phone, and then like people just hang up. <laughs> it's weird. She, she she is saying Ruskin and Zach, and then you know you can feel free. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> you doing all right in there, baby? You hanging in? Okay. Yeah, we've had a couple. Of, she, I think we've had like three or four that have called in and get confused when they hear a child's voice. Kenzie, you need to use your big. Like deep voice. I am, but it's not going well. We got it. It's okay. But there was a guy named Brian, and he said a million dollars in a hundred um, dollar bills is twenty three pounds. Okay, that would probably be Brian in Ozark, our, our oil field guy. Oh, all right. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. All right. How much does it? How much does it weigh in crypto, though? That's the Doge. Well, if you've got Doge, it weighs zero <laughs> because that's what it's worth. Actually, Doge is up today. Yeah. Kenzie, good news. Your uh, your retirement fund is going well today. Here's a text that says mm-hmm. the uh, $1,000 bill is not discontinued. Oh, come on! <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> what is with you people? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. 
Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. I want to know what this phrase means to you, because it's thrown around very liberally, and it doesn't really have any context attached to it. It's just, maybe it's a throwaway line, maybe it's important, I don't know. We'll get some text and maybe a call or two on this. But here's the phrase I keep hearing, Zachary. Mm-hmm. Well, they look like an SEC team. What does that mean? What does that mean? Eight six six two eight five four zero zero five. What does it mean? It's nothing. It, what, what? Okay. It means that they look like they're athletic. Hmm. They don't look like you know a high school team. They look athletic. They look like as you know they look like SEC football players. They've got measurables. They've got the weight, the speed. They, they they look like now. It doesn't answer whether or not they can play or not. It's simply well, they look good in shorts, it, and it's something you can get nothing out of a twenty minute availability in shorts. When they're in shorts and t shirts, there's nothing you're getting out of that, other than these guys are running with the ones, these guys are running with the twos. You don't know anything, right? There are a lot of five stars that go up there, look great in shorts, and once they get hit, then all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about a different game. That's all it means. I, I I treat that phrase like glue guy and X factor. It's lazy. I feel like there's got to be more to sell with a program that won nine last year and is supposedly one of the programs on the rise in this sport. This is something you sell after the first offseason when nobody expects you to be any good. So I think some of the wires are getting crossed here. You don't sell this when you've already won nine games. Well, that's a great point. You, you don't sell, well, they look like an SEC team coming off of a nine-win season. You sell it after a four-win season. Yet here we are, and it's being sold to us. It's it's kind of concerning to me, to be perfectly candid about it. It really is. No. Okay. So you don't hear a lot of guys that cover in Alabama say, well, they look like an SEC team this no, year. No, you don't. Nah, or Florida. Or you know LSU or anything like that. It's teams that have been towards the bottom of the conference. It's something. It's like something you say. Now it's just like I said, it, glue guy X factor. They look like an SEC team. It's just lazy. It's just and and who are you? Who are you saying it to? You're saying it to you know your your core audience to get them wound up. Yeah. So, I mean, you're just feeding them red meat. Hey, they look like uh, look like an SEC football team. But you're you're absolutely right. I mean, teams that win. Eight, nine, ten games a year, you don't hear them saying it they look like an SEC team. It's a rebuilding phrase. Last year But are they rebuilding? No. Okay. I didn't think so either, but I'm getting mixed messages here. The media here says they're gonna win ten. The uh outside world says they're gonna win six. They're talking like, well, they look like an SEC team, and rebuilding teams say stuff like that, and it's all just very confusing. It's all very confusing well, to what it's going to lead to in 20-some-odd well, days when the product actually hits the field. What Do what Alabama does. They, it, you know, if, if you're hearing the same things about at, at Alabama that you're hearing here, that's good. That's really good. Guys are, you know, guys are faster. Look, you know, Missouri says things like, well, you know, the offensive line looks like they're an SEC team. Does anybody want to be compared to Missouri? No. No. Vanderbilt? No. It's a, it's something you say. And it's, and I think, you know, there, there's, Parts of the parts of the media that just been conditioned to say it every year. You don't have to say it anymore. So they won nine games last year. So the the you're you're saying, and I don't. Again, I'm coming at this from a place of pure curiosity. But you're saying that the reason this is still being perpetuated is laziness. We don't know any better. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I again, I don't know. I just I feel like this is what you sell. Before a season when you're not going to be any good. That's it right there. Well, not, not necessarily not any good. Not going to win nine. But when you're not accustomed to winning. You don't hear LSU and, and Auburn and A&M and the top team. Mississippi doesn't say it. Teams like Vanderbilt do. 
the it sounds like you're right I should have said what I said not any good it sounds like something you say before a six win season not a nine win season that's what it that's what it sounds like all right you don't hear the coaches saying it yeah, hey, we look well, like Pittman said it though. He said we look more like a. Uh, he kind of started this at SEC Media Days. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, this text says this is the best roster Arkansas has ever had. Come on, guys. You want that one? <laughs> it's not the best roster they've it, ever. No, had. no, no. It's you've got to have multiple pros at multiple positions, and they have pros. But not at multiple, not at uh, not all over the field. They have guys that could turn into that, but they're not that right now. So that is a very, very um, optimistic view to call this the best roster Arkansas has ever had before they even play a game together. Those two, those two uh, teams that Petrino had were pretty talented. <laughs> those are probably the most talented rosters the, I've seen. Those here. are pretty now, talented rosters. There was a defense under Bielema that had a pro at every level. Yeah, they had a yeah. D lineman, linebackers. They, they were just and, lacking and, at the offense on the offensive side. Right. Well, and they may have had there may have been some overlap there with Alex Collins and a, yeah. a guy or two yeah, on yeah. the I old mean, line. But yeah. yeah, there were you know not a pro quarterback, um, no, those, and not really any pro wide receivers. That idiot Hunter Henry was in there mm-hmm. too at one point. He's had a good career. So let's uh, talk to. John Luke. Hello, John. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, hey I swear I heard y'all say something about uh, y'all. Um, what, what was it? Uh, we look like an SEC team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Aren't we in the SEC? Right? Yes, they are. Yes. Last time and, I and checked. And then we beat some SEC teams mm-hmm. like last year. Yes. So, yes. I mean, like, uh, I, I kind of feel like whoever said that, it's kind of like, ignoramuses or something because uh i mean what does the other teams look like that we beat you know and i mean i don't know we we kind of kicked the crap out of some people you know like uh like like texas (laughs) texas doesn't look like like an sec team you know at every at every turn here in the off season they've been downplaying expectations over there Except for that one moment when uh, KJ said at Media Days they want to win 10. Hunter Juracek was on a podcast, and he was talking about how last year was ahead of schedule, and you know he was really downplaying this season. And when you say we look like an SEC team, and, and Pittman said this, and others have echoed it since then. Um, so that's what's happened there. But it's it's like they're downplaying this in some ways. It's really... And then you get KJ at media day, so yeah, we want to win 10. That's the goal this year. So, I mean, it's, you've got to There's mixed. The, the, the point of all this is, to me, there's a lot of mixed messaging coming from over there. What about seven? What about 10? What about nine? If, what about- if, you're, if you're on the staff, the coaching staff, you've got to, you have to lower, I don't want to say lower expectations, but you have to, to moderate expectations externally. Internally, you are your expectations are to go 12 and 0. Privately, right. with the players, hey, dude, we're well, going out to win every game. I think. The, the cliche, and there's some truth in it, your goal over there is to just win that game that week. Sure. You can't get any farther no. ahead than that. You but have what to put you, everything What you don't in. want to do is ratchet the pressure up on them game one. Yeah. Uh, you know, you okay, the, out externally, hey, Cincinnati's a good opponent. Internally, you're saying, man, we should kick these guys' ass. I mean, that, that's the way you're, they you're approaching They should bully them around. It. Exactly. Push them around That's the way you've yep. got to approach it because you don't want your kids feeling the pressure. If anything, Pittman's got to take the heat on a lot of this. And if he's downplaying expectations and people are getting upset, that's fine because he's not the one that has to go between the white lines on a Saturday and go play Cincinnati. Yeah. He also, like, all that stuff about just wanting the, um, wanting everybody to be proud of them, like, that is a lovely sentiment. But it's also kind of ratcheting down it's some a, of the rhetoric as well. It's a rallying cry. Yeah. It, it's, they, want every, every, they want everything going in the same direction, in lockstep. Everybody, hey, rally for your state. Because there's nothing, there's no downside to saying play for the state. No, no, it's, it's like putting it, on, it's like putting on the uh, the red, white, and blue, and going over to the Olympics. You're playing for your country. There's no downside to it. And this is a place where, like, we don't like overconfidence or arrogance. It, it turns people off. So you Ooh. can never. Oh no 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 really no, no, no. oh really Ryan, Ryan Mallet, okay. Darren McFadden. Well, I guess so. 
Well, we, we selectively don't like uh, we like arrogance. We, well, God, we don't like overconfidence. We don't like arrogance in other teams. Right. But when it's our guy, that's fine. Look, yeah. There wasn't anybody but, more arrogant but, than Ryan Mallett. But when Robert Moore is Cadillacing around the base pass after a home run, that's pretty cocky and confident. But he's our guy. He's so our guy. guy. I mean, when he, yeah. when he did the bat flip against uh, yeah. South Carolina, yeah, everybody yeah. went crazy about that. Yeah. Uh, Todd's on the phone. Hello, Todd. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? And we're doing great. What's up? Hey, hey, the only thing I can think about is, like, we look like an SEC team is, is, you know, maybe we look our our sideline and their sideline, and it don't look like Key Ridge playing Fayetteville. (laughs) You know, when it gets, like, backup, maybe backup position and stuff like that, but still, you know, teams like Alabama, they could lose four of their starting 11 players on offense this year in the first game and still finish number one team in football. We can't do that. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. the depth is always going to be a, a thing here. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Todd. Thank I, you. I, I, I've told this before, but I, I was on the on the field during the, uh, the Orange Bowl when Notre Dame played Alabama. And Alabama came out first, like Barrett Robbins and Porkchop Womack and all these guys walk out and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then Notre Dame walks out. And there were like two guys on Notre Dame's roster. One of them was a backup quarterback and Zach Martin. That you said, okay, th- those two guys look like them. Yeah. Maybe you're not saying it looks like an SEC team because Vanderbilt's still in the SEC, but you want to look more like Alabama. You want to look more like Georgia. Those teams where you're big, you're physical. I mean, Jordan Davis, notwithstanding, they're just bigger than everybody else. Jordan Davis is an absolute freak of nature. We're not going to see many players like him again, but if you can consistently get players with those kinds of dimensions that can play, you're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Uh, you knew this was coming. Spanky texted in, who has a scan drawn for Ryan Mallet? Of course. Okay, it's time to let that go. <laughs> it, it's just, it's time. It 13 years ago. Let it go. All right. Carrie's on the phone. Hi, Carrie. Yeah, are we talking about looking like an SEC team as far as uh, visually, or is it talent-wise, or, or what are we talking physically. about? Physically. Yeah, I think they're talking physically. physically. Yeah, I think. You know, it's open to interpretation to a certain extent, I suppose. <laughs> well, as far as the Coach Pittman referring to that, I think, you know, he's kind of locked into the – wasn't he an offensive line coach? Yep. Yes, of course. And are we kind of getting bigger in that area? They are. They they're, The offensive yeah. line after the Chad Morris, we want guys weighing 190 pounds thing – They've uh, they brought what back a terrible th- plan. Why did anyone buy into that working? You know, because it worked at Clemson. That's what Clemson did. Well, but Clemson's not the SEC. But Clemson know? had Deshaun Watson. Well, different, yeah. different animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess that, so. that may be what Coach Pittman was referring to. You know, we just we got bigger guys up front. We're looking more like SEC. Would be kind of my take. Yeah, it, it also does lean into something we just uh, uh, touched on, Kerry. Thank you. Is that like in this opener? I think they want to like. Lean on Cincinnati and just whip their butt up front. I think that's the big part of the game plan. I think they can, they they believe they have a physical advantage in that game and they're going to exploit it. So maybe that isn't the game where Arkansas's passing attack is totally locked in and it's a little bit like the bowl game and they just bowl over Cincinnati for two, three, right. four hundred yards of rushing the, or something. There like are that. very few players at Take Will Anderson. I mean, he's going to be the likely number one pick in the draft. There are very few players in the country that look like him. But if you can get guys that are close, you just don't want to be small on the offensive line. You want to be smaller and slower. And they're starting to get the quality athletes that some of the the, the better and more successful SEC teams over the last 10 years are getting. I mean, Trevor, there are only a couple of Trevor Lawrences that come around once every you know generation. They're starting to get guys that that look and play like the top teams in the league. And that's what you want. It's going to take a collection of them. You're not. It's not going to be one recruiting class. It's not going to be two. You're going to need to go three deep. Look, what's the what's the uh, the the new trend in defensive line? You're going to have two and a half to three defensive lines, full defensive lines to compete in this league. Alabama, yes. Clemson started it. Alabama perfected it. Now everybody's going two and three deep. Arkansas's not there yet that's, with the D line. That's why it was smart to go to three down linemen because you may not be able to get twelve. Defensive lineman, but maybe you could get nine or eight and that can play. It, it, That's it, more realistic. It's, it's yeah. easier to get linebackers who can rush off the edge than yeah. it is to get defensive linemen. Justin is in Fayetteville. Hi, Justin. Hey, hey guys. I'm going to maybe try to tie a bow on 
some of you know we we're talking about basketball earlier and some of the excitement and it kind of tied in a little bit with the comments about looking like an SEC team with football today in basketball. I think a lot of people that got a chance to watch it saw that we we might start looking like a true blue blood team across the board. I think that's a lot like came from today, coupled with just being able to see a little bit of basketball. But with football, I was a freshman in 06 when USC came to town. And I remember they came on the field when we came on the field. And I was scared to death, and I wasn't even playing. And I think that's what people are talking about when you're saying, hey, look, we, we might start looking like an SEC team. Because it's men versus boys in the last few years here. And we overachieved a little bit this year. I think maybe, or last year, maybe this year, to temper down some expectations, we've got to do but can you go out next to you? I think that's where you hear that little bit of a, hey, I don't know yet. Maybe we'll see when we get their kind of attitude from the football program. So, it, right, It's Justin. not 1 through 22 that separates Alabama from everybody else. It's 22 to 55 that separates Alabama. They are so deep. Yeah. And like I can remember being down on the field for the uh, the Poolan Weed Eater Bowl when Arkansas went and played Georgia. Arkansas was moving into the SEC. And they were not physically ready for that. And it feels like we're. It's taken almost thirty years to get to a point where they're physically. And, and Pittman seems to be the only one that really understood. I got to have a lot of guys who can play a lot of football, not just not just being deep at the running back spot or deep at the quarterback spot or wide receiver spot. I got to be deep everywhere. And he's stockpiling talent, so and he seems to grasp what you need. But he also came from Georgia, where they stockpile talent. Right, he knows right. how to do it. Right. Yeah. It's um. It's interesting. There's a little bit of uh, of toning down expectation to an extent, but you also want obviously people to be excited about everything. But it's just it's just something that I keep hearing uh, from a team that won nine games last year, and it just kind of this it's it's not what I'm used to. I don't know if it's good or bad or what, but it's just usually you hear this in year two not in year three, particularly when you won nine in year two. So it's um, well, it's, it's different. And there, look, Tyrone Willingham won 12 games one year. I mean, you can run into a 10-win season if you've got decent guys. The problem is, can you stay there and continue to win eight, nine, ten? Maybe one year you raise up and you get 11 or 12. That's you know, that's going to be the hard part is staying at that nine, eight, nine, ten 10-win plateau. That's, to me, you've got to have a lot of guys in that system and you're just cranking out pros. To stay up there and keep winning nine, ten, eleven games. Yeah. Then there's that other uh, conversation we have. We double back to from time to time, which is, well, if they weren't capable of your expectation and they don't meet your expectation, can you really be all that upset about it? Because they couldn't do what you thought they were going to do in the first place. So, is it really fair? To turn around and be like, well, I'm not happy about seven and five this year. Well, what if this was the best they had? You know, I don't believe that the 2012 team should have gone four and eight if they had a coaching staff, but they weren't going to win the national title no. that year. They were not good enough, particularly up front. So, you know, that, that's the age old no. the, the discussion it, I keep it, having. If about you're not great stuff. on the defensive line, you're not competing in the college football playoff, period. Every team that's won the college football playoff has had elite defensive linemen. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Arkansas 108 Valencia Selección 59. Am I saying that right? I took Close enough. I took German. I didn't take Spanish. You're not into the Romance languages? Spanish, uh, Italian, no. French? No. All right. 108-59 yep. is what happened today, and uh, it wasn't that close. 
<laughs> was not that close. I um, I don't know what to interpret from this, other than they beat up on a team that is nowhere as good as they are. So, does this mean they're going to win thirty-five games? I don't know. Yes. Was it a fun way to spend an afternoon in August? Sure, that's also true. To keep to either watch this or find an illegal way to watch this, which is probably more fun. <laughs> or just hitting refresh on your favorite message board to keep up with it, like watching a ticker tape in the 1920s when the World Series was going on before there was radio. Why do you keep saying that? 1920. That's what I keep thinking of. Oh, okay. Before there was radio, they would... They would uh, use the telegraph to relay what happened in the game, and there would be places in cities where they would post on like a big board what happened, like the New York and Giants then scored slide two the runs. runner over to. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. People sit in a ballroom. That's almost what happened with this thing today. Arkansas was wearing the wrong color jerseys. Cool today. No one seems to be talking about that. That there was some sort of screw up at the laundromat or at Nike or something. That is not. Razorback red, those people were wearing today. No. That is Georgia red. Ooh. And it upsets me. I, it was really Stanford red. It was bright. It was. It hurt my face. Didn't like it. So I don't know uh, who's on the hook for that, but that got totally screwed up. Um, but they won the game. I don't know if there's any glaring indication on this forecasting anything. I just hope they get through three more games and nobody gets seriously injured out there playing in these uh, these foolish exhibitions. But... They are going to be, I will say this again, there are going to be practices that Arkansas has that are tougher than games that Arkansas has this season. Maybe a league game or two. Definitely some of the non-con games. You don't think that an Arkansas practice is going to be tougher than the Arkansas versus Fordham game? <laughs> I believe it probably would. We, we have no idea what uh, Valencia, Selecion, what their run-up to this was. Yeah. Um, but they were falling. I mean, there was a play, and I showed it to my daughter. And my daughter goes, that's box one. Yeah. I mean, they were running basic stuff, and Valencia couldn't stop it. Yeah. They were running, like, the simplest rudimentary inbound yeah. plays. I mean, Throw it, it up yeah. and go get it. Yeah, and, there, yeah, there were a lot of dunks. There, there were not a lot of... Um, there were not a lot of set plays, a lot of running, a lot of dunking. It was um, it was it was fun to watch, yeah. but it was um, I, I, again. I don't think the team that they just played was very good. Spanky has texted mm -hmm. the basketball team played a JV team today. Oh. Basketball games in August mean nothing. Celebrate a little, dude. Spanky, Come on, man, why are you trying to pee in the Kool Aid, man? Come on. This team is Final Four bound. If we don't know it by now, I mean, come on. You're looking at hotels. That's right. They're not cheap either. Houston, Texas. Come a on. Year out. <laughs> Still not cheap. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Krusty says, remember when Arkansas lost to Hofstra last year? Oh, that was last year. That was last December. Thank Why does you. that keep being brought up? That keeps being thrown it, in Musselman's you know what? face. It was, it was the moment that everything sort of, Well, I, I think the moment was when uh, he had the surgery and they went down to Baton Rouge and Keith Smart took him to a win. Yeah, That's when everything kind of turned around. That doesn't go on his record, I don't think. No, it doesn't. That's not fair. No, he did a hell of a job that day. He did. Hey, Anthony Ruta was uh, tweeting out today, huge win, so it meant something. Well, they won by 49. That is a lot of points. I, so I don't believe huge. that's the way, the huge that he was implying, so... He, that can't be real, right? That's social no, media no, that, that, uh, politicking, that right? That came straight from his account. This is, this is not important in any way. No, but the only, the only thing important is learning how to coexist on what, a basketball What did we floor. learn from Nuke Lelouch? It's winning, and it sure is better than losing. <laughs> if they had lost, then things would be, um, people would be upset. But they didn't. They I, think if, the I think if they lose one of these games, people will just pretend it didn't happen because they didn't see it. Mm. If they win, though, it becomes the biggest thing. Right. This is a, this is a total like fantasy world. Oh, I'm supposed to be happy about that? Yay! Like, if you really drill down, I don't think a lot of people are really living and dying with the results of this event. I in Europe, I would think sometime around March, nobody's going to remember anything about. Yeah, this. That's right. They'll remember the score, and that's about it. Maybe not even that. 
108 to 59 it's is pretty good. It's important now because it's important now. But, like, people who are celebrating this are purely doing it to score points on social media. They are not actually excited about this win. That's what's that. That's what I'm going to keep it real with you. That's what's really going on here. Zach, you've got some numbers, I think. Yeah, the, uh, you, some you unofficial want. numbers. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> now this is Hutch, and he is um, he has been kind enough and gracious enough to uh, have sat through all of it and kept score. And uh, Nick Smith was the unofficial uh, points leader at 17. Kamani Johnson had a dozen. Trayvon Brazil had a dozen. Ricky Council had 11 and a really nice alley oop dunk. Barry Dunning had 10. Those were the only players in double digits. Jordan Walsh had 9. Anthony Black, 8. Jalen Graham, 8. Mikhail Mitchell, 8. Darian Ford, 4. Devo had 4. I don't think he played very much. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get on Hutch to get me some minutes on that one. Uh, Makai Mitchell had 4, and then uh, Joseph Pinion was the only guy who played who did not score. Did have one assist, though. It was pretty behind the back. All right. We'll make this our SEC update today, which is brought to you by Heartland Honda Power Sports, Power Equipment, and Marine in Springdale, your go-to place for all outdoor fun, Arkansas's first Level 5 Honda powerhouse dealership. Everything but automobiles. Street bikes, Honda dirt bikes, Honda scooters, Honda ATVs and side-by-sides. Generators, lawnmowers. They got it all right there in one place at Heartland Honda. They also have parts and accessories. So they've got everything you need if you want to work on it yourself. They also have four Red Level certified technicians service department that can help you out as well. So, go with Heartland Honda. They are located right off exit 72 in Springdale. Real easy to find off I-49 by Cracker Barrel. You can go to heartlandhonda.com. Work hard, play hard. Heartland Honda. Andrew and Lola has a good question. Would you prefer a exhibition against a Spanish team or a Saturday August scrimmage? No, August belongs to football training. Would you rather watch one of those scrimmages that you hate, or what you saw today? I don't hate the scrimmages. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I don't find. Uh, I found a. I find about the same amount of value as a just observer in the scrimmages as as this basketball game today. And I know. I know Andrew is um, is anti training camp football, but I still believe August belongs to college football. So I, I just. I don't want basketball right now. It's just. It's not their fault. It's just not their turn on the calendar. And like we talked about yesterday, call me old-fashioned, I believe the calendar should work in its natural order. There's football, then there's a little overlap, then it's basketball. And then there's a little overlap, then there's baseball. And then there's nothing. That's the way it should go. Um, Auburn lost today. To Israel? Yep. Well, does that mean that Auburn's not going to be a Final Four team? I I think uh, the, the, and let's be honest, the people at uh, Auburn are insane. Uh, They will probably leave... Bruce Pearl, wherever they are, and uh, they will have a new coach by the time the team gets back. Let me let me uh, let me re- reveal a uh, a shocking secret here that you may or may not uh, out there be aware of. Come extra close to the radio. Every fan base has a level of insanity in it. All of them, all of them do. Okay, yours, mine. Well, all now, of hang them. on. They all do. Now hang on. There are yes, I agree with you because the they ru- set a guy's fan- truck on fire here for that, Christ's that's, sake. That's right? good. <laughs> that, I mean that that's that's fan crazy. However, there are fan bases that have separated themselves as the absolute lunatic fringe, and Auburn is one of them. Well, you know, you know why I have a problem with this argument because there's not a fan base that will step up and go, oh yeah, we're on that list. Like they'll all blame no, someone no, no, no. else. Uh, Auburn, like Auburn and Brave. Auburn fired Gus Malzahn. Auburn, he won. Auburn fans will never say they're one of the craziest fan bases in the sport. They'll always deflect to someone else. That's why this argument is troubling to me nope. because no they, one has the self awareness to no, go, oh no, yeah, no, no, we're no. nuts. What, what they do is they point to Bobby Louder. Bobby Louder is the the big booster down there, owns the uh, runs the banking in and around Auburn. They point to him and go, well, Bobby did it. They fired Gus Malzahn. Guy beat Nick Saban, what, three, four, five times, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not good enough, so we're going to run you out. They're insane. They lead the league. But, but they wouldn't that. admit it about themselves. They would say, Bama fans are crazy. Or, you know, old, uh, Georgia fans are so crazy. They, they have this warped sense of reality over in Georgia of how great they should be. I mean, they, they've won. They, they Come on. Uh, I, they would deflect. That's why this this uh, discussion 
is riddled with flaws for me because there's not a fan base that's like, oh yeah, we're the we're the craziest one right over here. That's us. Well, let's except uh, maybe LSU because they're drunk. They might admit in a drunken stupor <laughs> they'd probably admit. Josh has just texted me and he said Tennessee fans. Tennessee fans again. If you live in East Tennessee, you're too ignorant to know you're dumb. <laughs> you just are. That's how I feel about Tennessee. But again, it doesn't. They would never say that about themselves. So. To me, there's no there's there's no point in having this discussion because everyone's well, going to blame somebody else. I'm, for I'm this. going to test your theory. All right, a buddy of mine's wife was an Auburn cheerleader. He is a doctor from Auburn. All I sent him was a text: "Hey, dude, who's the most insane fan base in the country?" He will come back with Auburn. Oh. He knows, but I mean, it's just they're it's, crazy. I, crazy, they all are. Everybody's got got weirdos that 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 pull for their team. Alabama had a guy poison trees. I mean, they're all nuts. There's, there's a few good ones that have level heads, and most of them are crazy. We love them, yeah. but they're, but they're nuts. Go. Here you go. Tommy Tuberville, six straight against Bama. They ran him out. That's right. Well, they did that so he could eventually, you know, help uh, take over the government. So, I'm just saying. I mean, Gus won. There was a plan, Tuberville yeah. run, won. They ran him out. Yeah. Ran him out. Well, what about Tennessee? They caved to the Twitter mob when they tried to hire a coach. That's the, the and they got rid of Greg Schiano. That's, that's well, you know and what? they hired Jeremy. I gotta Pruitt. be honest. How'd that go? That that you know, the the Schiano thing that was pretty uh, pretty I, interesting. You know, I, I make fun of Arkansas for a lot of things, but at least they've never listened to the hog Twitter mob when it regards a personnel decision. So I do have to give them credit for that. Even Chad Morris, like uh, the Twitter mob, was not on that. So that was. That, that's good. That's something good. Tennessee caved to social media pressure, and they fired Greg Schiano on a bunch of baseless allegations that weren't true. And they brought in Jeremy Pruitt, who was paying players and going three and seven in that COVID he year. Did, he, he had one good year. Which makes no sense. He, he had one good year, yeah. and then it all fell apart. <laughs> then it all went horribly, horribly wrong, and he started wearing um, that checkerboard uh, net gator over his ears because he thought he could get COVID through the uh, ear canal, clearly. Which, I don't think that's how that works. It's respiratory, but anyway. All right. You drive home here on Ruskin and Zach, powered by Mr. Sparky. All right. Well, here we are. Mm-hmm. So the basketball uh-huh. program gets this, uh, this win today. When do they play again? Do you have uh, that They handy? play the 11th. Was that? That's Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah, they they play every other day. I see. And this game is in Spain, and then the next two are in Italy. Yeah, I believe. That's how that goes. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's good. Did the uh, did the Dem guests send anybody over there? Or are they uh, doing this remotely? <laughs> you know, newspapers are thriving now, so I figure they're sending somebody on this. Uh, no. Uh, no, no, no. Paul in Bentonville. Uh, and how many head coaching opportunities have come Shiano's way in the past four years? I got this. Hmm. He's the head coach at Rutgers. Yes, he is. Paul, do some research, then send your text. Yeah, do in. your own research. <laughs> Don't listen to the doctor. He was, do your he own was hired almost immediately. Rutgers went, wait a minute. He's available? Is Paul a Tennessee okay. fan? If Paul's a Tennessee fan, we have to speak slower. He you is. Know. Okay, well. He, he is a Tennessee we'll fan. Slowly. He's our guy in Tennessee. And he has uh, infiltrated Northwest Arkansas, and uh, we need to find him. Congrats on having Rick Barnes not get you to the second weekend of the tournament again this year, all right? Musselman might get to the third weekend of the tournament this year with this team. Just saying. Could happen. Uh, you want to you hear from JW? Sure. We've got Joe Wait, and JW in the same show. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a, that's a full hey, day. Hey, JW. Hey, guess what, y'all? What? Hey, if you were as nice as your new call screener, you'd get a lot more calls. I'm just telling that's we were nice. My observation. I got news for you. What? The call screener ain't that nice. <laughs> well, she was nice to me. But she, anyway, she ain't that nice. Basket, you got this basketball thing all. I don't know what y'all are looking at it, a different kind of universe. But here's the deal. You know, Nolan once said, I believe it was Nolan that said it, that once you create the monster, you got to feed it, right? That's right, yes. I mean, I think that. Oh, well, see. It ain't about what we want to do. It's about those four and five star and some one and done recruit. Hey, he takes he takes us to Italy and to Spain. Let's sign up with this guy. We're just going to be there for a year or two. At least we'll get to travel a little bit. 
Yeah, I think he's kind of got that going on, too. And I don't think that's a bad thing because in the summer, this is football month. It belongs to football. I'm not desperate enough to try to watch them all, but I know them kids are having a good time. They're going to have a day layover, and then they'll go someplace else. And I just think it's a good, positive thing. But anyway, I probably got to think about hiring that screener. I mean, I just, I'm just telling you, that's all I got to say. Don't, don't put any ideas past management here. I mean, <laughs> I live with her. No. Mm-mm. New. No, no, no. Uh, here's a text of the 479. Graduated from Tennessee, and I'm an Auburn fan, so I am qualified to speak on this. Tennessee is delusional. Okay. I, I can't argue with that. But there are people that will say Arkansas is delusional that don't live in Arkansas. True. So, I mean, how much does this – we could do this we could do this for days and not get anywhere in this uh, discussion. Um, there's something he said in there I wanted to touch on. Oh, yeah. All right, so here's the travel. Okay. Okay. Arkansas basketball. So they're in Europe right now. They're going to Maui. Next year, they're going to Atlantis, to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. That work? That yep. any good? Yeah, that, that works. Is that, that any good? Okay. Very, uh, very good stuff there. I think they're going to the Atlantis next year. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Wait, no. They're going to Maui. They're going to Maui this they're year. They're going to Maui this yeah. year. Yeah, then they're they're playing in yeah. the Battle of Atlantis. That's right. That, that's okay. That's a weird... Have you ever seen a game done Oh, yeah. There? It's played a ballroom. Yeah, it's a, it's a hotel ballroom yeah. with the flat ceiling. It's weird. Yep. Yeah. Of course, it's a high school gym with a gravel parking lot in Maui. Oh. We've had Chuck tell us a couple <laughs> yeah, days ago. He, did, he didn't say that. <laughs> All right. Any other exciting texts coming in here? Um... There's a text in the 870. I live in Arkansas. No doubt. We are delusional. Ugh. Okay. That's some okay. self-awareness we're not used to. But we're, we're getting off track here. Delusional and insane are totally different. Delusional oh, means... Oh, I don't know. No, delusional means that you, you think ins- your team is going to the, do... The insanity feeds the delusion, though. Doesn't I thought, it? I thought the delusion... Or the delusion yeah, feeds the, the insanity. That, I think it's that way. We can get a therapist on here to, to, to get us in the right direction. But we'd have to pay $190 to do that, so you know that's it's probably not the best option. But yeah, I don't know. You know how this yeah. is going to get twisted now, right? What's up? We're it's going to go on the internet that we were calling everybody here delusional. That's what it's, that's how it's going to be no. manipulated. No. Uh, Kevin and Prairie Grove, hearkening back to the Joe and Avoca phone call, said he thought that uh, when Joe said he had fourteen thousand dollars, he had uh, he had commenced a deal. Oh uh, yeah, I see. That's where I thought he was going. Then he said he'd gotten hit, and he's like selling it now. I don't know. I don't know what the transaction was. I where else does one get fourteen thousand dollars cash? No, you can't. You can't. You can't use it and sell it. You, you can't. Um, you can't. That's do what Elon that. brought down I mean, if, uh, Scarface. If we learn anything from Breaking Bad, you can't use it and sell it. Okay, you've got to. You've got to be either in manufacturing. <laughs> Or consumption, but not both. The two shall not uh, pass. I, I don't think the textures um, sort of weighing in on delusional and insanity are is a good idea because I, <laughs> well, I, they, I, I mean they, I, they are experts. <laughs> I, I, I feel therapy words that uh, that go. we're just going to confuse ourselves. <laughs> they are experts on delusion yeah. and insanity, yep. though the textures. That's for sure. All right, there's this text <laughs> out of the eight seven zero. I think delusion is the result of insanity. Okay. Yeah, right. Spanky. He says, knowing that a therapist is one hundred ninety dollars an hour hits way close to way too close that, to home. That that missile's a little little close to the roof. It's one <laughs> it's one eighty five, but okay with taxes. Yeah, it's probably one ninety. Right. There's taxes. That's right. You get hit with like service charges and things. That's right. There's fees and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, it's a real pain in the butt. Oh man. Well. So um. There you have it. People are texted in on this. They're excited about uh, who has the most delusional fan base. I did see this too come in mm-hmm. on um, this Shelton Sampson, this yes. uh, receiver from uh, uh, committed to Baton Rouge, or committed to LSU. Baton Rouge, committed to LSU. He's yeah. a five star. He's a huge uh, receiving target. He's already got an NIL deal in really? high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's got um. He's got a uh, SS six. You know how there's TB12? Yes. There's SS6. Okay. Shelton Sampson, and he's, so he's an number six. Okay. So he is, um, he, um, he's got the, uh, and 
this is not, by the way, his, uh, and I'm not picking on the kid, but the reason he was asked on one of these uh, talk shows why he committed to LSU, and his answer was, well, why not? That's not a ringing not, no, endorsement for Brian not, Kelly, it's, is it? It's, it's well, not why the, not? I mean, they're there. I mean, they're playing football. So now he's got why not gear, like hats and stuff oh, that he's no, going to sell. Now, hang on. Yeah. Now, that may have been a marketing thing. Ah, I see. He see put it out there. Why not? And, uh, it's all, yeah. And then, I, you know, I was if, getting played. If I didn't they get know to it. the college football playoff, he will have why not us yeah. t-shirts to sell. Yeah. You know, if he's got the phrase, that's pretty good. The uh, on3.com values him at a $254,000 a year valuation of NIL and a post per social media post a value of 314 bucks that is 26th in the high school rankings hmm. for NIL value we are ranking the value of someone in high school and their NIL not just college on on3.com so how about that, Zach? How about this world that we're in now? Yep, uh, okay. <laughs> How about that? Texts are flying in, um, and they're all over the place. Uh, Alan from Bentonville wants to know why we don't have a house psychologist. Well, again, it's a great question. One hundred and eighty-five dollars. We yeah. don't have. We, but we have lawyers. We have three of them. One. We just demoted that's, one. That's right. Yeah, we could do that. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.